You took everything I love, Jonah Hex. You know what that feels like? It feels like harmless phosphorescence. Hello, everyone. This is Throw Smiley, and the president thinks I'm special. Uh, Who is joining me this week? Hi, I'm Josh Cece, and as you know, my unit is the very best. I'm a very uneducated man. My name is Brian Lesh. I'm Alaric Weber, and my horse has Gatling guns. (laughs) I got some questions there. (laughs) For sure. Uh, And this is Harmless Phosphorescence. It's the podcast where we watch every theatrically released live-action full-length superhero movie ever made we gather some research into the production and the source of material then we tell you all about it uh this show is brought to you by patrons our patrons like executive producers michael beckwith and atticus briquette and our brand new patron jeremy thanks buddy yeah. we appreciate it thanks jay thanks um, you can be a patron too. Just head over to patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. We got tons of bonus content there. We've got a Star Wars mini series, holiday shows, a personal history of sound. Um, if you're a patron, you can just call Brian really at any time. I was just going to say, the lines that. are open. He'll sponsor you. Yeah. <laughs> For a penny a day, Brian will <laughs> talk to you on the phone. If I get enough pennies. I'll have some pennies. Then watch out. Yes. Better watch your back. Like a battery or something. Watch out. Don't cry. Brian's listening. <laughs> I'm always listening. Uh, this week, however, on Harmless Phosphorescence, we are watching Jonah Hex. Don't do this. Gerbils, please. Daddy! Don't do this. This mark will remind you of the man who took everything you had. After that night, some say he was a changed man. That his spirit crossed over, giving him powers that can't be explained. Jonah Hex. Love Coleman's. Thinking you might need a. Cut him down! Jonah Hex. You don't look so tough. Hey, Hex! What happened to your face? <sighs> Cut myself shaving. What happened to yours? Always do lock when you finally show up. Jeez, woman, how many men you see in a day? Quentin Turnbull. Don't you dare say that name to me. Quentin Turnbull surfaced about a month ago. We want Turnbull dead. Why don't you just say that to begin with? Anything new, Smith? Thought you'd never ask. <laughs> I take it that means you approve. This is the future. Future's bright. This war begins right here! I own you now! It ain't much for being owned. Turn We didn't near settle our score! What's it like to go through life with a face like that? 
got that knife in your garter? They took it. Still got that derringer in your bustle? They took it all, Jonah. Well, searched you for darn good, didn't they? Wouldn't you? She's a little full of herself, isn't she? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Jonah not only, not only are his powers hard to explain, they don't even try. <laughs> no, <laughs> they do not. <laughs> um, who? Oh, this movie. This movie. All so, right. I think so. I liked Josh Brolin and I liked his performance. If he was just in a regular old Western and there were no powers or anything like that, it, I don't know. Would have been kind of badass. Oh, sure. If this actually felt like a Western, it would have been a much better movie. Yeah. I will, I will make that point many times throughout my TED talk. There, there There's a, <laughs> oh, there's many things that could have made this a better movie. Um, well, certainly, yeah. certainly, but. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, Jonah Hex was released June 18th, 2010, rated PG-13, a running time of 10 million minutes. Um, oh, dude, this is like the shortest movie we've done in a long <laughs> yeah. time. I was grateful for I it. I thought it went down easy, yeah. It was 81 minutes long. It felt like three hours to me. <laughs> like, it was yeah, we, painful. We I checked the time at the halfway point, and I just went, thank God, we're halfway there. <laughs> um, it cost $47 million. And it took in eleven million. Mm-mm-mm. Beautiful. Woo! It was a flop. There were some great people in it, though. Oh yeah! yeah I'm but, not saying they had much to work with, but some of my favorite actors were in this. Yeah. A good cast. Nothing else was good, though, including the production, which we'll, we'll get to that in a few minutes. But um, uh, yeah, uh, guys, um, I was wondering if you were interested in playing. The box office top 10 game. You live for this moment. I do uh, this week. Okay. <laughs> Al says no. It out. Sorry, I'll everybody. take all Al's points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Al, you lose all of the points you ever had now. Sweet. Can I have them? Uh, I'm uh, sure. I've already spent them. <laughs> uh, on hookers and cheap booze. <laughs> Camel merchandise. We've said uh, so uh, this is the box office top 10 game. It's the game where uh, we look at the week of June 18th, 2010, and we count down the top 10 uh, movies of the week. I describe them based on the box office mojo description, and the guys try to guess what that movie is. They're also going to guess where Jonah Hex opened. Um, let's go ahead and start with Josh. Josh, where do you think Jonah Hex opened in the top 10? How much did it bring in? Eleven million dollars. Oh shit! Okay, um, seven. Josh goes for number seven. Uh, Brian, what do you think? Number four. Brian says it opened at number four. And Al, Mr. Alaric Weber, what is your bid? I was shooting at five. All right, Al split. I didn't hit five. <laughs> I missed. Oh, what'd you hit? Uh, five point three. <laughs> You need one of those Gatling gun. I was going to say, or a crossbow that shoots dynamite. (laughs) Dynamite crossbow. Quite possibly the best part of this whole movie. Dynamite. Uh, So Al is guessing number five. Here we go. We're counting them down. This is the box office top 10. Coming in at number 10 this week. A suburban family moves to a new neighborhood with their large yet lovable Great Dane who has a tendency to wreak havoc. In his own oblivious way. Marmaduke. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is Marmaduke. It is? Yeah. Normally that would be a joke answer, but it's clearly Marmaduke. <laughs> it's, 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 it, it was either going to be Marmaduke or Clifford. <laughs> I mean. 
Clifford's, yeah. Clifford's a Labrador, though, right? Oh, that's a right. Labrador? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. He is a lab. A red, He's not a great lab. Yeah. A red lab. <laughs> a bright red lab. Um, so Brian, Brian gets a big red point, yes. <laughs> which is Sweet. not what Marmaduke is, but that's all right. Is that, is that oh, he's orange, red Clifford, rocket? Clifford is the big red. Yeah, Marmaduke. He's normal no, colored, I, I I'm think, pretty sure. Yeah, but I, I think he has a big red. <laughs> big, oh, no. Big red no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I have excited Marmaduke. The lipstick's coming out, guys. Um, all right. What, what else? I, I don't no, know. I keep, I keep misreading your face. I'll stop. <laughs> just a shame to be on the air with us. <laughs> Coming in at number nine this week. Uh, with the world aware of his identity as a superhero, a millionaire must a billionaire must contend yeah. with both his declining health and a vengeful madman with ties to his father's legacy. Metal man. Metal man. <laughs> yes. Metal. <laughs> you mean Glenn Danzig? Metal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up, Glenn Danzig. Right. Please. Stand on a stool and tell me it. Um, yeah. Who's that guy who punched him in the face? Can we hire him to just follow him around and keep punching him in the face? Anyways, I have all kinds of opinions about Danzig. Same. Uh, we all get two points for Iron Man 2. Um, coming in at number eight this week. A vacationing woman meets her ideal man, leading to a swift marriage. Back at home, however, their idyllic life is upset when they discover their neighbors could be assassins who have been contracted to kill the couple. What in the shit? (laughs) Starring Katherine Heigl and Ashton Kutcher. Oh my god. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I did not see this. I uh, this to, this moment is the first I am becoming aware of this movie existing. Is it um the remake they did of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? <laughs> Ashton Kutcher was in that with Bernie Mac. Was he? Like, oh, oh no. Okay, it's not that. I didn't know that was real. You didn't know. Yeah, no. but it was a white guy coming to dinner. Oh, okay. Um no. This has a one word title. Um give me a word, guys. Neighbors. No, close, but no. Hmm. (laughs) Blart. (laughs) No. Ow. Let's turn that into a word. Blart. It's like Smurf. I'm going to blart the blart out of him. Excuse me, I blarted. (laughs) Guess who's coming to blart? Blarting is in number three. Guess who's blarting to dinner? Um, Ow. What's the word you're going to say? I was going to say hit, but that's not. We're close to neighbors. Yeah, but they're spies, so hit is a pretty good guess. It's called Killers. No. <laughs> that is the You're name. probably closer than I was, Al. Well, with Catherine Heigl and Ashton Kutcher, I hope the killers succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, coming in at number seven this week. The U.S. military makes a scarred bounty hunter with warrants on his own head an offer he can't refuse. In exchange for his freedom, he must stop a terrorist who is ready to unleash hell on Earth. What did he win? Josh hits the bullseye. Josh got... Josh won the box on the top ten game. This is the first winner we've had in like six months. Yeah, I rarely win. I don't know. Woo, Josh gets seven points. Does he get a brand? Yeah, you, you, get a brand? you get, but instead of QT, it's going to say Circle K. <laughs> no, I wanted to just say TM so, so that I'm trademarked all the time. <laughs> Everything I say or do. Uh, 
I, I think you'd want like the copyright sign on your face for, for CC. Would make for a good oh, brand. Yeah. That's yeah. true. I, I like that better. Hmm. <laughs> Time to get a oh. face tat, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get it next to my germs burn? Or does it have to go <laughs> over a previous brand? <laughs> Uh, um, all right, all right. Good so, yeah. What do I get for that? Uh, An old timey steam engine. Yeah, <laughs> you get a giant mechanical spider, which actually <laughs> wasn't in this movie. I kept expecting I, it. I thought of Wild Wild West. Yeah, yeah. Oh, where's Kenneth Branagh when you need him, man? Mm-hmm. Oh God, he's around. Speaking of Kenneth Branagh, another terrible movie Jude made me watch was the Artemis Fowl Disney movie. Uh-oh. Which was mm. directed, written and directed by Kenneth Branagh, and it was, it was so terrible. He made the Thor movie, right? Or he made Thor, yeah. the first he, Thor. He yeah. Made Thor? yeah, yeah. Ooh, we'll get there. Yeah, well, in fact, it's his that guy voice. Loves gourds in Infinity War. It's his voice that we first hear in the movie, actually, yeah. where he's like, "The distress signal." We're an Asgardian ship. We've been yeah. pretty sure. Wow. Yeah, it is Kenneth Branagh. Interesting. Cool. It's the best thing he's done in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or in the Artemis Fowl Universe. Um, that movie is mind-bogglingly terrible. Just anyway, anyone who is interested in watching the Artemis Fowl movie. Um, coming in at number six this week. A young fugitive, Prince. <laughs> and Princess. Prince? <laughs> Purple yeah, I paused so weirdly. A young fugitive <laughs> prince and princess must stop a villain who unknowingly threatens to destroy the world with a special dagger <laughs> that enables <laughs> magic sand. He has to stab everyone on the planet. <laughs> Harrison Ford in Purple Rain 2. <laughs> the fugitive. <laughs> this stars Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Oh, oh, Prince of oh, Persia. Prince, Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia, yeah. colon, yeah. the sands of time. Yeah, I played this video game, and I'm pretty sure that Jake Gyllenhaal is not Persian. No, no, yeah, he is not. Yeah. He was a weird casting for this. Yeah, Lots he of was. eyeliner was required. Oh, God, yeah. Um, we also got Ben Kingsley in it. But he's, yeah. he's in everything that's vag- vaguely like Middle Eastern Asiatic. Yeah. yeah, and he's a damn fine actor. I'm not going to argue that, but it is sort of that um, uh, Anna Paquin type vibe. Like he did his biggest and best cinematic tour de force with Gandhi. Well, yeah, and then it's just been like, is he a great actor? He's in a lot of these shitty movies. Yeah, He'll he just pop up. He's in a lot of terrible movies, and and also like, oh, I mean, I guess it was the early '80s, but still, like a British dude playing Gandhi. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Yeah, irony. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they colonized it again. Um, yeah, exactly. Twice. Uh, uh, coming Not as in- bad as when they had that Dutch guy playing uh, Nelson Mandela. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> that, that's a Mandela effect. <laughs> uh, coming in at number five. Um, how do I? Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, a villain tricks a midlife crisis burdened hero into allowing himself to be erased from existence and he casts a dark alternate timeline where the villain rules supreme oh it's a wonderful life <laughs> <laughs> yeah mr potter takes over yeah, yeah that's true potterville man yeah, yeah basically yeah uh wow i had ah wow mind blown um <laughs> but no yeah. any other guesses um this stars 
Well, okay. So we've got Cameron Diaz. We've got Eddie Murphy. We've got Mike Myers. Oh, Shrek. One of the Shreks. Still Shrekking. <laughs> Shrekking Shrek ain't easy. <laughs> um, Shrek Forever After. All right. What number is that? I have no idea. Oh, they movies they make. Yeah. Oh man, people love the Shrek shit. He's a sexual icon. I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's not forget that the donkey and the dragon procreated in those yeah. movies. Um, mm-hmm. I have those videos. <laughs> and I, I'm just the sheer logistics of that working is insane. Um. Uh huh. Well, and what's even more interesting, Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy were never in the same room once for any Shrek movie. Ah, <laughs> huh, like Superman and Clark Kent. <laughs> yeah, just like that. You guys yeah. know that Chris Farley was slated to play Shrek, right? We yeah. should do a Shrek episode at some point. He recorded. He recorded yeah. the entire thing, and then they just redid it when he died. Yeah. Well, because he had died before it had hit like visual production and stuff like that right yeah yeah i think the animation wasn't quite there yet yeah Yeah, it hadn't been animated at all but they but he he recorded he recorded his tracks so it exists you can see the animatics on youtube they were probably going to do a robin williams type thing you know you record all the dialogue we'll animate your dialogue yeah exactly because that's what they did with uh call him austin powers mike meyer (laughs) yeah that's what they did with ronald Reagan. (laughs) <laughs> Nancy stuck her hand up the back of his jacket and just oh hell yes uh, worked him like a puppet uh, uh, coming in at number four this week a record company intern is hired to accompany an out of control British rock star to a concert in LA oh, I like this movie get him to the Greek yep get him to the Greek the the sequel to um, to forgetting Sarah Marshall yeah an unofficial sequel they don't mention his counterpart huh. in Hawaii, but they totally should have at least had one line where Jonah Hill's like, I have a cousin who lives in Hawaii and he's a stupid infant star fan kind of thing. Yeah. But it's a funny movie. Puff Daddy's pretty funny. <laughs> I've never seen this. <laughs> That's the first time anyone's ever said it. that. I know. He's great. No, yeah, no, Get in Be the Greek is a, is a fun movie. You should definitely watch it. Um, Coming in at number three this week. Wow. Okay, um, I've never seen this, but um, a group of Iraq war veterans look to clear their name with the U.S. military who suspect the four men of committing a crime for which they were framed. Three Kings? No. No, that was... Four men. Is it Green Zone? No, uh, this does... It sounds like the A-Team, but... Yeah. Al? <laughs> is it the A-Team? It is the A-Team! <laughs> Liam Neeson! That's uh, right. The dude from what's his face from Hangover, um, and two other guys. The, the wrestler uh, or, or MMA guy. This is one of the first like big MMA Bautista, stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who um, who is BA? Was that Ving Rhyme? No, BA Brackett. Um, wasn't Bautista played the BA role? Oh, was it Bautista? Was it Bautista? I didn't see the movie. Neither did I. So I'm just guessing from this tiny, tiny little uh, thing. Let's see. Uh, uh, the A-Team. Uh, we have... Oh, yeah, Mr. T did a cameo in it, apparently. Oh, Quentin Jackson. Quentin Jackson. That's okay. Yeah. I thought, why did I think Dave Bautista was in this? Yeah, Rampage. That's who it is. Rampage. Okay. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, let's see. We got uh, Bradley Cooper, Liam Neeson, and uh, Charlto Copley as Murdoch. I don't know who Oh, yeah, is. the guy from all the uh, uh, District 9, that guy. Oh. oh. He's in all those movies. Yeah, Chappie oh, yeah. and all that stuff. He does the mocap. You okay. guys never watched this? It was kind of fun. Yeah, no, yeah I saw this. This was great. Good, yeah. Wow. Okay, this is funny, too. Okay, coming. Wow. What the fuck? Okay, coming in at number two. Work causes a single mother to move to China with her young son. In his new home, the boy embraces Kung Fu taught to him by a master. Oh, this is uh, yeah. Will Smith's kid. Yes, you're right. Brian say it. had the same kid. name. Yeah. Yep. Karate Kid, Karate yeah. Kid. That's crazy that the same week there was the Karate Kid in the A-Team. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so, wow. Okay. Um, and, oh, wow. Opening this week at number one. Some toys are mistakenly delivered to a daycare center instead of the attic right before their oh, owner oh, leaves oh. for college. I'm already crying. I know. I know. It's three. This, this, it's three. This is... Yeah. This is uh I I yeah this one I definitely saw in the theater with little uh little three year old Jude little like nine year old Rain yeah I saw this with a group of grown ass men and there was not a dry eye in the line of us yeah that yeah, goddamn totally. incinerator scene dude yeah. for real Pixar <laughs> fuck you just Pixar uh, yeah they took that, that Disney formula to the end was that Rip Torn as the the pink bear who was the yes. pink bear yeah i believe it was riptorn yeah was it riptorn or ed asner no was it ed asner uh uh no it was um and who was ed asner he was in it or in one of them ned Beatty. ned Beatty. Oh. ned Beatty. squeal like a pig yep um so yeah that's it that's number 1 that is the box office top 10 for the week um Boom. That does, in fact, bring us to uh, the character comic background. Al, tell us some stuff. I, I yeah, I got some stuff to tell. Um, <laughs> more than I expected, uh, but uh, we'll try and uh, zip through this. Most of uh, most of this is like early history. Um, but uh, Jonah Hex is a DC Comics antihero created by writer John Albano and artist Tony. Dezuniga debuted in All-Star Western number 10, February and March 1972. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the series, uh, All-Star Western, was retitled Weird Western Tales two issues later, with Jonah Hex headlining until 1977 when the character received a self-titled series. <laughs> when he retired in 1977. <laughs> <laughs> to, to a little <laughs> far. War. Yeah. Actually, he retired in 1904. Um, but uh, I, I think that's, I think I read that. Anyway, uh, jo- Jonah Woodson Hex was born in 1838 in Northwest Missouri. He was regularly abused by his alcoholic father who sold Jonah as a slave to an Apache tribe at age 13. Yeah, I was gonna say in the eighteen hundreds, is it child abuse? <laughs> like did they yeah. even were they aware of that concept? Yeah, it's not child abuse, it's just living. It's just living, it's just getting through the day. Jonah was adopted by the tribe's chief after he saved the chief from a puma. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
wearing his Adidas. Uh, Jonah was betrayed by his adoptive brother, No Tante, during their rite of manhood at age 16 and presumed dead by the tribe. Hex returned to American civilization, becoming a cavalry scout for the U.S. Army. When the Civil War began in 1861, Hex felt the South was justified in seeking independence and joined the Confederate Army as a cavalry lieutenant. Hex became increasingly torn as time passed, having become close with his fellow soldiers, but unwilling to fight for the preservation of slavery, having once been a slave himself. Hmm. Should have thought of that a year ago. <laughs> right? <laughs> Do you think we're the baddies? <laughs> right, exactly. I just like uh, their Hex. infrastructure plan, those Confederates. It's all about taxes uh, for me. <laughs> yeah. States' rights or something. I'm just for small government. Yeah, that's it. But I'm against Jonah slavery. Hex surrendered himself to the Union Army after learning of the Emancipation Proclamation in 1862. He refused to reveal the whereabouts of his comrades, but the army was able to determine the location of his unit and take them prisoner. Hex found a secret tunnel and helped the prisoners escape, but that turned out to be a trap engineered by the Union commander. They had run out of food to feed the prisoners, so allowed them to escape and gunned them down as they fled. Nearly all the fleeing Confederates were killed, including Jonah's best friend, Jeb Turnbull, in what became known as the Fort Charlotte Massacre. A handful of survivors, believing Hex had betrayed them, returned home and told everyone that he was a murderer and a traitor. Now hunted by both sides, Hex moved to the Western Territories to start over. No. Um, Jonah came to find his old tribe and revealed the betrayal of his brother, No Tante, to the chieftain. Accusations denied, it was decided the dispute would be settled by combat by Tomahawk. Oh, shit. Uh, no Tante sabotaged Jonah's tomahawk so it would break, forcing Jonah to stab him with a knife. Enraged that Jonah had killed his son and broken the rules of combat, the chieftain had him disfigured with the mark of the demon, scarring half his face oh. with a heated tomahawk, and Hex was banished from the tribe. Okay. Hmm. Uh, Jonah took to drinking, and one day... <laughs> Don't we all? Again, the 1800s. <laughs> yeah. Was it a decision he made? Uh, okay. One day he uh, shot dead a man beating his wife outside a saloon, drunkenly mistaking the man for his own father. The dead man turned out to have a bounty on his head. Intrigued by the idea that he could make money killing bad men, <laughs> uh, Jonah took up bounty hunting. <laughs> well, like, wait, 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 wait. I can murder <laughs> and, and get paid. <laughs> it's time to go pro am. My biggest um my biggest gripe with modern society is that there aren't a there there aren't western territories to start over in anymore. <laughs> I thought you were going to say duels. Well, I mean there's that Tombat by Tomahawk. I mean, I still do Tombat by Tomahawk, but for some reason I have so few takers. I'd watch that over a football game. <laughs> Uh, Jonah Hex possesses no superhuman abilities. <laughs> you do say. Hmm. Um, the ability to speak to the dead was only ever seen in this film. And not just speak um, to them, revive them. Revive them. Yeah. And yeah. speak to them. Big, yeah. Yeah. Answer question there. Um, so uh, let's see. 
His skills do include uh, being an outstanding marksman and a resourceful combatant, adept at employing improvisational weaponry. He's an exceptional tracker and a resilient fighter, often fighting through severe injury. While his skills are sometimes viewed by others as supernatural, they are all acquired through talent and training. Hmm. X has a reputation as a ruthless and prolific killer, but he is bound by a personal code of honor to protect and avenge the innocent, especially women and children. All right. Hex's ex- exploits were not limited to the 19th century. He was summoned to fight for the Monitor in the Crisis on Infinite Earths and later spent some time in the post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic 21st century. I feel, uh, like I've, um, I feel like I've seen Jonah Hex and Constantine do some shit, but maybe that's just my brain. Maybe. You know, I feel, I feel the phrase post-apocalyptic 21st century um, is an oxymoron. <laughs> yeah. In other media, the character has made appearances in several animated shows, including Batman the Animated Series and Justice League Unlimited. And the Care Bears. There was a Yeah. Um there was a 2010 animated short DC showcase Jonah Hex where he was voiced by Thomas Jane. Who's in this? What? Where's Thomas Jane? I can't remember what party is, but I I went through the whole cast because I thought Jeb was Jeffrey Dean Morgan, which he was. He was, yeah. He was way down at the end of the cast list. uh, Hmm. Huh. I miss that. Curious. Um, Jonah Hex has also been in three episodes of Legends of Tomorrow and appeared in the Arrow vs. Crisis on Infinite Earths. Hmm. And he Uh, he won season three of The Voice. (laughs) <laughs> the oh, mass singer. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it was, yeah, his golden throat. <laughs> he sings through the side of his mouth. Uh, Quentin Turnbull was also in the comics. He was uh, one of the first and most notable recurring adversaries of Jonah Hex. Uh, the father of Jonah's friend, Jeb Turnbull. He swore to avenge his son for what he believed to be Hex's treachery at the Fort Charlotte Massacre. Not a ton more to say about him. Um, and Tallulah Black uh, was a character introduced in 2007. As a young woman, she was savagely raped and mutilated by a group of men who killed her family. Hex saved her and helped her gain vengeance. Tallulah would go on to become a bounty hunter herself and eventually Hex's lover. Woo! <laughs> It took till 2007 to give him like a love interest or a female counterpart. Yeah, no, they were like, "Hey, should we have a girl in this comic series?" <laughs> so it's like, I think, I think people who like westerns like dudes. <laughs> yeah, lots lots of dudes. <laughs> <laughs> what if we just put more holes in the dudes, like in their cheeks and stuff? <laughs> Would that right. take the place of having a girl? And I'd like to know: Did any non-prostitutes have sex <laughs> in not these in towns? The, not in the 1800s. <laughs> No, they didn't. Or they did. But, <laughs> yeah. but, well, I mean, you could count the number of times by the amount of children. It's true. <laughs> um, so, all right. Uh, is that... I'm sorry, I'm just listening to the kitty. Is that it? Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess Abaddon has more to say, but... Uh, <laughs> no, that's that's all I got. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Weber. That brings us to the film production itself. Um, 
Jonah Hex was uh, written by Neville Dean and Taylor. Yeah, weird one. Little nicknames. I don't know. Well, it's their last names. Neville Dean, Michael, Mark Neville Dean and Brian Taylor. So they work as a team exclusively. It's like. A, no, I understand. But yeah. just. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. felt like a Mick G type <laughs> thing. It's like Goofus and Gallant. Um, so <laughs> Neville Dean and I understand the concept of two people. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get to make a, any highlights reference very often. Um, so we, they also wrote Crank, <laughs> Crank High Voltage, and the upcoming Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, which we'll be getting to, uh, oh, not just a few weeks away, guys. So They didn't write Christmas with the Cranks? <laughs> which was my favorite. Of the Crank series. Um, there is also a story by credit to uh, a writer named William Farmer, who was uh, mostly a TV writer. Um, he did some uh, some off, 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 off Broadway play work, too. Um, so apparently the story is that he wrote um, a uh, treatment for Jonah Hex around 2000-ish. And uh, he had nothing whatsoever to do with this film, but the treatment he wrote had enough of the same con- general concepts in it that they had to give him um, a writing credit on it. The Writers Guild of America insisted he get a credit. Reportedly, uh, William Farmer <laughs> petitioned to have his name not put on and lost <laughs> <laughs> because he was so uh, not taken <laughs> With the script that uh, Neville Dean and Taylor wrote. I'm taking my name off this thing. No, you can't. Yeah, the Writers Guild of America said you have to have it on there. Um, it was directed by Jimmy Hayward. Um, who uh, He was mostly an animator for Pixar. Not a writer or a producer. He was just an animator. Um, for Throughout the 90s, Toy Story, Bugs Life, Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo. Um, he, uh, has a writing credit on free birds, which is that, uh, <laughs> that Owen Wilson, Woody Harrelson movie where they're turkeys. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. he directed free birds as well as, uh, Dr. Seuss's Horton. Here's a who this is his one and only live action film. Um, the, uh, I don't, we, the music, uh, Mark Beltrami was, uh, the composer. He's works a lot. Um, we've heard his name quite often. He's done Hellboy, a number of other things, but he had uh, help on this by the group Mastodon. Oh yeah. Um, I like them. Yeah. Yeah. They're all right. Um, the uh, cast includes Josh Brolin as Jonah Hex. Um, um, let me stop real quick. I, it's not surprising to you three, I'm sure. But no, I guess Tom Jane was not in that. I don't know what I was looking at. But yeah. So I see. I, he did want the role. I did want did the role. Some, <laughs> he, did, he did some makeup uh, photography tests. He made a mini Jonah Hex film. Well, and he. Which is totally a Thomas Jane thing to do. Like yeah. we yeah. saw with the Punisher fan made film. Mm hmm. Well, and apparently he voiced um, Jonah Hex in an animated show. Oh, yeah. maybe I was looking at that at first. Um, my oh, yeah. wife and her brother um, were in Young Riders with Josh Brolin. <laughs> nice. Just just one episode, but yeah. Nice. 
Mm-hmm. Um, did they win? Were you perhaps thinking of Tom Wopat? No, I know who Tom. I was so okay. excited to oh, see him, right. and I knew right, right away. Uh, I might have been looking at the, the cartoon first. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So uh, Brolin, of course, got his start in. Well, he, okay. So he's he's the uh, son of James Brolin, famed Hollywood actor. Um, his stepmom's Barbara Streisand, his, his real. I don't know. Who is his real mother? I don't think his real mother is like famous. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, but he, uh, uh, of course, the very first thing any that I saw him in was Goonies. I think that might have been his first film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, of course, he was in The Young Riders, like you said, um, co-starring with uh, Andrea. Um, he was in. <laughs> yeah, she got second billing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he uh, he played W in W. <laughs> um, he was in uh, No Country for Old Men, True Grit, Inherit Vice, um, Men in Black 3. We will see him as Thanos. Uh, in, uh, and Cable. And Cable in Deadpool 2, yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I like him. I yeah. think he's talented. Yeah, I think he's good. He's fun. Yeah, he's fun. He totally. is. Um, we got Johnny Malkovich as Quentin Turnbull. Um Wow, was he sleepwalking his way through this movie? Yeah. yeah. John Malkovich as John Malkovich. Yeah. <laughs> like he showed up and Malkovich, he was, Malkovich. Yeah. He Malkovich, showed up and was Malkovich. like, like, all right, you can give me hair extensions or I can act, but not both. <laughs> I will only do the accent 15% of the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the other times I'll do a Malkovich accent. <laughs> right, totally. Does anybody remember from SNL where he read the night before Christmas? No. no, it's terrifying and hilarious. I bet because uh, there are real children at his feet. <laughs> he goes on these existential rants. I just watched uh, Death of a Salesman with him and Dustin Hoffman for a oh class that I'm taking, oh and oh my god, he is incredible. I in bet that it was really interesting seeing him do that, and then watch this and just be like, oh god. And I just watched Being John Malkovich like a week Ooh. before, <laughs> too. Oh. So my brain is full of every end of the possible John Malkovich spectrum. You, you have to find it on YouTube because it's never released, but um, Sam Shepard's play true West hmm. with Malkovich and Sinise. It's just two brothers um, seeing each other after their father died, seeing each other for the first time, but oh man, it's just fantastic. I've wanted I mean, to put on a production of true West. Like he's an incredible, incredible actor. And that, that death of a salesman just like really, really, really showed his, his ability to, yeah. To express emotion, I guess. I don't know. That's yeah. acting. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, that remind, Al, what was your favorite line from true West? Do you remember? No, those are the most monotonous fucking crickets I've ever heard. <laughs> John Malkovich screamed that. Oh, I love it. Well, he got his start. Um, he, in, in Steppenwolf, um, he, he was part of the yeah. same class as Gary Sinise and Joan Allen, actually. And Metcalf, Laurie Metcalf from oh, yeah. Roseanne and such. Which is funny because, oh, Joan Allen, I, I just watched Face Off for a monthly movie coming soon. Um, yep. For if patrons, buck a month is all you need to be a patron and watch our monthly movie. This uh, month is going to be Face Off. Um, but uh, so I had to show um, Jude and I watched Face Off. Um, he, he was amazed by face off, but uh, then I shed to show him the trailers for the other two in the, uh, Nicholas cage, uh, action, uh, nineties action trilogy, the rock and con air with, yeah, with, with Malkovich. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. 
Con Air is a good movie, man. Well, it's not a good movie, but you know, no, I mean. it's not it's a good a movie, but it is a nice movie. I don't watch it ironically, but yeah. yeah. It is a Michael Bay movie starring Nicolas Cage and John Malkovich. So that is and what Steve it is. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, Megan Fox as Lila Black. Um, she, uh, she made her <laughs> acting debut in Holiday in the Sun. 2001 uh she was in the abc sitcom hope and faith for a couple years um then she was in uh confessions of a teenage drama queen um (laughs) the first thing i saw her in and her big breakout role was transformers in 2007 um jennifer's body is actually pretty good I was thinking about watching that after seeing her in this because that's supposed to be a cult classic, and it I just haven't good. seen it. It's, it's actually fun. really good. Um, I don't think she's great in this, but she, uh, no. she, she was pretty good in Jennifer's Body. Yeah, I, I read a, a quote from her. I, I think it was just on IMDb when I was poking through watching the movie. This is, she says, her worst movie she's ever made. Wow, it was. Bad. <clears throat> you know what was weird was? Um, did you guys notice that? Um, a lot of scenes that were just her, she looked weirdly airbrushed. I mean, yeah, digitally oh. smoothed out, like to a strange degree. Mm. Like it was a Maxim magazine. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. good way to yeah. put it. Yeah, yeah. And she was very shiny. In, yeah, yeah, in places that human beings don't sweat. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, and there's not a lot of overhead lighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Still, it looks like there's. Yeah. Um, and I love it. Obviously, leading lady has to, has to be attractive. I suppose that's the formula. But it's always so funny in westerns. All the other uh, prostitutes l- almost look like they're from the 1800s. <laughs> yeah. They cast yeah. them that way. And then there's always one who clearly has more modern genetics and is gorgeous. And yeah, it's just so funny. It doesn't look like they're uh, cut from shoe leather. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that woman would have been kidnapped and stolen. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like the dude tries to yeah um so she she was married to brian austin green from oh i thought they still were are they still okay yeah they are they are still so yeah she's married um no 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 she they broke up hmm. Sad. Uh, uh yeah they in november 2020 they filed for divorce because she was seen with machine gun kelly <laughs> romantically oh, with Machine why? Gun Kelly. But, um, wow. <laughs> um, so um, she, yeah, she, her and Brian Austin Green began dating in 2004 when she was 18 and he was 30. But then in 2009, she was targeted by a fashion, by the fashion motivated criminals known as the bling ring. <laughs> oh, Oh, like you that guys movie. remember? That's what the movie no, was about. No, that was about. a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They they robbed Brian Austin Green's house in order to access um, Megan Fox's clothing. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we're not interested in Austin Green. We don't know why anyone is. It's just funny. All right. So we will see her again on this show in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, 2014 and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows 2016. She plays April O'Neil. Yeah. Uh, Michael Fassbender <laughs> as Burke, <laughs> who slowly became more Irish. I felt like throughout the yeah, film. yeah, he should have been Seamus, man. Yeah, something like that. He didn't have a and first name. He was just yeah, Burke. He was just Burke. Yeah, yeah. He was Seamus. Yeah, could have been. And that chin tattoo was quite interesting. I don't. I don't remember yeah, that seeing like that a, in, the, in Northern Great the United Kingdom. Yeah, it's like a Maori thing. Yeah, yeah, have, yeah. That was chin. interesting. Yeah, I was very confused by his appearance and yeah. his accent. 
I mean, maybe he did got the tattoos because he was a sailor or something, but you didn't see that in Irish culture history. No. Yeah. No. Um, let's see. He got a start in Band of Brothers. Um, then, uh, of course, uh, Inglorious Bastards was where he came to a lot of people's attention. Uh, he played the android David Eight in Prometheus and uh, Alien Covenant. And yeah. <laughs> in what, bro? And Walter in Covenant. That's right. Oh, yeah. Very different character. Yeah. Walter. Um, and of course, he uh, plays Magneto in the uh, X-Men. Not, it's not reboot. The X-Men <laughs> backwards time compatible. Yeah. Well, they went, yeah. Because after the singer ones, we went to first class. And yeah. that's when introduced him. And so, yeah. Well, no, they didn't just stick him in. No, they didn't just stick him in, but it's fitting those into the X-Men timeline is insane. Um, well, yeah. I mean, X-Men is a comic book. The timeline yes. is insane. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it, fits, they have, it works. Right. Uh, um, I, I think he's German and Spanish, hmm. if I remember correctly. Hmm. So him playing an Irishman is a little odd, I thought. <laughs> yeah, he was born in Heidelberg um, and his his mother, Adil, is Irish. Oh, well, Irish. His, then. Okay. his father is German. Yeah. Because huh. he has more of a, a United Kingdom accent, doesn't he? He doesn't really have a German accent. I, I mean, in real life. Well, we see him I speak German in, in X-Men, and he's very much a, I mean, he speaks two lines, but. Uh, oh, he speaks it a lot in Inglorious Bastards. Oh, that's true. Yeah. He just speaks a particular regional dialogue, dialect, which is why they catch him. Yeah. Oh, wow. And um, the holding up of the three. Yeah. He's. So he's the great, great uh, grandnephew of Michael Collins. Huh. Yeah. Um, so interesting. Uh, Will Arnett. Will Arnett, <laughs> who is not funny at all in this movie. No, but he still had, he had Joe Bluth vibes, though. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. He played Lieutenant Grass, also didn't have a first name. Um, and Will Arnett, of course. Um Best known as Job from Arrested Development. Um, he plays Bojack Horseman, um, which, again, anyone who hasn't watched Bojack Horseman, I think it's the best animated show of the last 10 years. I think it's better than Rick and Morty. Um, he was Mr. Amy Poehler. For yeah. Yes, he was. That's right. Um, he played Lego Batman. I also, oh I also played Lego <laughs> Batman, but in a different way. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get paid in for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he got paid well i paid myself um in legos gross <laughs> yeah. uh and yeah uh will arnett he's great uh we'll see him again will. also in teenage mutant in ninja turtles, turtles. oh yeah. yeah um michael shannon as dr cross williams he gets two names though all right uh the, the he lead- was hardly in it but I, I love that guy yeah yeah um god he's been in so many things uh revolutionary road um uh, what else he was in the shape of water um oh bad he was in bad boys too <laughs> yeah knives so out knives out yeah oh my god yeah. yes oh, yes yeah. lies out um bad- but that was off type because he usually plays a really creepy or menacing type dude yeah yeah Knives out. He was almost feeble. Yeah, he, I forgot he was in Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. That movie is one of the craziest fucking things I have ever seen. What, what movie? Bad Lieutenant, what Port of Call, New Orleans. Oh, have you guys seen huh. that? No. 
No. Oh, that's with Nick Cage. Is, is, yes. Right? Yes. Um, directed by Warner Herzog, starring Nick oh, Cage. Wow. Yeah. What? Yes. I'm yeah. watching it now. Sorry, Nicolas Cage and Eva Mendes. That movie is insane and has nothing to do with the Harvey Keitel Bad Lieutenant movie. Good. Because there's no reason to continue that. <laughs> no. I don't. Yeah. No, the movie like, is. I'm sure there will be another bad cop down the line. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um uh Wes Bentley played Ad- Adelman Lusk. Uh he was that's the politician dude. That's the guy. Um uh, I feel like we saw him in something recently. What did we see him in? Let me look at his film Sorry to jump back to uh, Michael Shannon real quick. Yeah. Uh he was uh Zod in Batman v Superman. Oh, oh that's yeah. Okay. Um all right. So yeah, uh Wes Bentley, we saw him recently and uh um ghostwriter he played blackheart he's the he was the kid right. he was the kid mm. with the plastic bag in american beauty yeah he pops up a lot actually yeah he always has interesting facial hair <laughs> <laughs> often does yeah uh aiden quinn played ulysses s grant america's favorite president um he didn't do a good or bad job but i love that guy yeah, yeah same He's I was immediately him. pleased to see him and then immediately disappointed by the rest of this movie. Absolutely. Um, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Um, <laughs> Legends of the Fall, right? Legends yeah. of the Fall. Michael Collins. Um, oh, which he, yeah, <laughs> based on um, Michael Fassbender's great, great grand uncle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, I don't know. He's totally an Irishman all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. He could have named like Aiden Quinn. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was in uh, Elementary. Yeah. The the huh. the CBS uh, Sherlock series. Oh yeah. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Lance Reddick Reddick as uh, Smith. Um, let's see. He is in. Uh, he was Cedric in The Wire. Um, yeah, he was. Yeah, he's a great actor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, did anybody? He wasn't from the comics, was he? Al Smith, this like Q character. Who I didn't come across his name. No, I just felt like blacksmith. I don't know. Uh, well, and he makes the metal arsenal, and yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, and it took. It wasn't. It took me a because I missed a lot the first time because I was having a real hard time paying attention to this movie. It was not good. Yeah. Um, but uh, when he was at the uh, president's speech. Jude was like, no, that's not him. I was like, no, that's the same guy. And Jude was like, no, they couldn't possibly only have one black guy in this movie. I was like, oh, yeah, they could. They, Jude. Couldn't possibly. they really yeah. could. Your really, sweet really summer could. child. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was like the Lucius Fox type character, but they gave him the one scene and he said very little. <laughs> it's just like that could have been a fun dynamic. Yeah. He and Jonah know each other, clearly. Yeah, clearly. Um. We had John Gallagher Jr. as Lieutenant Evan, Tom Wopat as Colonel Slocum. Yep. Julia Jones. Just a good old boy. Yes. Never meaning no harm. Like, of course, he's a Confederate. Well, yeah. <laughs> His car had the Confederate flag on the <laughs> <laughs> uh, And <laughs> as we said, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh, the uncredited role as Jeb Turnbull. Dude, yep. um, Lance Reddick played the voice of Sam Wilson. In the Avengers uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes oh. animated series. That's kind of cool. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Um, I just want to shout out w- one guy. Um, the telegraph operator was Rance Howard, father of um, Clint and Ron. Oh. 
Wow, really? I did not realize that. He's passed on now, but he, you know, he was an actor even before his son was. But wow, good for him, still working in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the production. I got a couple reviews to read off Rotten Tomatoes. This has 12 percent on Rotten okay. Tomatoes. Sorry to interrupt you. Um, I, I just in the corner of my eye over the weekend, I caught like a headline or somebody's post. Didn't um, just recently Paddington get a higher? rating than citizen kane so it, it was, oh, yeah. what, what happened was somebody dug up an 80 year old bad review of citizen kane and po- uh-huh. and posted it to rotten tomatoes <laughs> so that citizen kane went from 100 percent to 99 percent oh my god and, and thus paddington 2 toy story and the godfather are now the only three 100 movies on rotten tomatoes paddington two two Two, the sequel? Yes, Paddington 2. What the fuck? Um, wow. I haven't seen them, but apparently Paddington and Paddington 2 are both really good movies. Yeah, I mean, no. I didn't think they were, but that's in these yeah. fucking nerds. I saw right. it, but it, I don't remember it being remarkable in any way. <laughs> yeah. It's better than Citizen Kane. It was just safe, <laughs> I guess. It's better than... <laughs> fuck these fucking... <laughs> <laughs> uh, um okay so uh, i've got a couple uh audience reviews here um jeff b writes a lot of butthurt dc fanboys in the comments along with a lot of mentally weak spoileds who criticize <laughs> pointless details that being said it's no better or worse than most comic action adventure movies we've seen this story before and many of you liked it just not now bunch of spoileds <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Try, quit trying to make spoils work. That's not a thing. No, it's yeah. not a thing, Jeff. Well, yeah, there there is a word. It's brat. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Like you're a brat. <laughs> yeah. Spoil like groceries that need to get tossed. Exactly. Nolan burgers that have gone bad. <laughs> Nolan burgers. Um, Patrick D writes, I would point out that he writes this in April of 2020. Still waiting, <laughs> still waiting for the sequel. Uh, yeah he was that's 10 years later right? yeah 10 years later it's like any time now it's coming just him sitting on the steps of his front stoop just waiting for the sequel <laughs> uh um that's about it for uh our background everybody boys are uh you ready to jump into this thing yeah let's yeah. just let's shoot the shit out of it all <laughs> Here, here we go this is jonah hex and it opens with the weirdest ken burns documentary you've ever seen yeah yeah we open on the civil war jonah hex tells us how much he enjoys fighting for the confederacy <laughs> but then okay. then partway then. through he figures out maybe they don't stand for everything he stands for and it was very confusing because, uh, you know, they had the, the big trench and the Confederate soldiers lined up, but Hex was not one of them. I mean, as Al said, he had a change of heart, but right off the bat, it was confusing. Yeah. All the footage they showed us in the beginning with the voiceover, I couldn't connect to anything. It was just random, con- like Civil War looking footage to me. Like, right. I didn't recognize anybody. I didn't know what was going on. It was all a weird, like sepia tone well, so i couldn't even tell who was union and who was confederate well i mean they you could yeah you're right it was sepia but you could see the blue and the gray and they had they had the confederates lined up 
um, to be executed, and Jonah Hex was watching. He wasn't a part of that. Right, because he, in this movie, he actually turned them in, whereas in the comics, he did. He only turned himself in. Yeah. Um, oh. But oh, I see. So he, he ratted on those dudes? Yeah, he totally... The, throughout the movie, <laughs> he, he went, totally betrayed those dudes. He went to the union and was like, hey, these guys want to secede. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking! I don't think they'll be successful. <laughs> I'm a Grant man myself. Jefferson Davis is overrated. <laughs> I'm Sherman. Sherman was a motherfucker. <laughs> he was. He yeah. really was. He's like, I left Atlanta standing because I'm a nice guy. <laughs> 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 Nothing else, though. Uh, um. So, all right, we cut to Jonah. He's tied up, Jesus style. Um. <laughs> Yeah, was that a crucifix? Some other thing covered. It was an X. Yeah, but I mean, it was definitely meant to evoke crucifixes. Uh huh. Um, And that was that was a shot from the comics. Um, He Mm. he was tied up the same way by um, the Apaches that scarred his face. Okay. Um, In this case, he's tied up by Quentin Turnbull. Um, Quint- I think there was a, Turnbull was a common southern name. I think there might have been an officer named Turnbull. Anyway, um, so yeah, Turnbull's murdering his wife and kid. He brands Jonah's face with the QT, which looks with the QT. Hey, cutie. <laughs> now everyone will forever know you're a cutie. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's the name of his adorable gang. The cuties. The cuties. <laughs> the cuties are coming for you, Ulysses said Grant. <laughs> Sounds adorable. <laughs> so uh, he's doing that because uh, Jonah killed Turnbull's son, Jonah's old best friend, Jeb. <laughs> Jeb Turnbull. Uh, so then we get an animated montage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, they got to make up their fucking minds with this uh, beginning of this movie, man. Well, and it does that awful, like, like the, the effect where it goes to animation, but they just do that, like, like really bad Adobe Premiere um, preset animation mm. where it turns into animated looking. <laughs> or those Korean reenactment videos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so, all right. So he was saved by a, a tribe of, and I want to point this out. They are specific, a tribe of crow the crow the yeah crow. that was a, a nation is a nation but yeah, yeah. he and they, the crows help them they specifically state it is the crow <laughs> i yeah, the crow I, brought him back from the underworld yes i want to i want to make sure we understand it's the crow because there are things that happen later <laughs> that make it being the crow make no sense whatsoever um also uh the crow tribal territories were in what is now north dakota wyoming and montana that is the main point yes that makes many things later make no sense whatsoever yes but are they like the cherokee or something were they one of the nations that were previously like um southeast or or mid-east and moved they were the crow was always the badlands they were a plains tribe they were they and the lakota were the two big plains tribes cool all right thank you um so uh let's see uh so all of this is animated the crow medicine men bring him back from the brink of death 
not from death. He was not dead. They bring him back right. from being almost dead. Hmm. Mostly dead. Mostly dead. Mostly dead. <laughs> yeah, to find out that there were no supernatural abilities attached to this character before makes all of that shit just insulting, really. Yes. I mean, why do you? How do you contrive that crow shit after there's been like six crow movies? Like, how do you? Well, and- it could be a snake. It could be something else. And they use the crow tribe because their yeah. name is Crow, and crows yeah. are crows. This is right. like the the whitest shit ever. Oh my god, know? it's awful. And and also, I'd like to point out he was not dead, so his ability to talk to dead people is just yeah. due to them providing him good health care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Organic uh, remedies. And uh, uh, so I won't save it till the end because it's an important question. How is there a limit? Is a person too dead? Like he talked about spirits being trapped and spirits crossing over. Like once you cross over, can he still touch your hand? And yeah, I know he dug up Jeb, but Jeb wasn't that old. I mean, that was, that, a, that was late. No, no. Cause that was during the civil war. It's been like 12 years, at least for Jeb. Then this is 70, okay. 1876. Well, then more to my point. Yeah. You can just touch bones. It would appear. Decom- and Jeb was not nearly decomposed enough for 12 years in the ground. That's why I didn't realize. Yeah. I didn't do the math. He seemed fresh. He still had facial hair. That was what it was when he died. <laughs> yes. Well, your hair keeps growing. Yeah. <laughs> Forever. For but years. Yeah. He had a mustache. Very sinewy for a long dead corpse. Yes. Yeah. 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 They, they tied this so to there's a no limit. Yeah. They tied this to a specific date, July 4th, 1876. Oh, you're right. Very so specific. we, yeah. And the fact that, that we also know when the Civil War was means like, they play real fast and loose with a lot of time stuff in this. Really, really fast and loose. Um, so we're still animated. We haven't yet got out of the animation. Um, they bring him back from the brink of death, which gives him the ability to talk to dead people. And then th- through animation, we find out that someone tells him Turnbull died in a hotel fire. <laughs> <laughs> he was at the Four Seasons. <laughs> He's just sitting at the bar, dying. Yeah, <laughs> the animation. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. No, I'm not escaping this. So he's like, "Well, I guess he's dead. Might as well be a bounty hunter." Right. Yeah. <laughs> His vengeance yeah. set aside so easily. He wasn't even the one. He didn't so stand I did over. what I do best, kind of thing. Like that. Mm-hmm. That was what the monologue, like the voiceover, said. So dumb. Yeah. And then he shoots like twelve people in one go, and then we're out of the animation thing. Oh, that was so fucking weird. All of that to do for that setup. I don't know. Yeah. I was frustrated by that. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it, that animation reeks of, hey, we're out of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why did he have to be dead? Why did he have to die to then come back alive without actually having died? And he uses this power that they created for the movie twice. Right. With yeah. the dude who's in the cage on the farm or whatever, and then um, Jeb. Yeah, he uses why, it twice. Why he, twice only. Why did he twice. revive his family and just keep right. them with him? Well, yes. uh, well, it's, it, it only lasts for a while. The, the sooner you're dead... So, okay, the longer you're yeah. dead, the longer it takes for the dead people to burn up. And oh, then, okay. then... So the people that are recently dead will burn up right away. 
But also, dead people are able to know where everyone that they knew in life are at all times. Oh, because they're watching us. Yeah. Yeah. They're always Creepy. just bumping around. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. always been my problem. You think about all the people who have died since the dawn of man. It's <laughs> yeah. got to be crowded. God. Watching you in the ghosts can. walking around. Hey, I just found, I just heard an interesting fact the other day. Um, there were over 200 billion um, T-Rexes that existed <laughs> over their wow. time on Earth, which is something like 10 times the amount of humans that have ever existed. Yeah. T-Rexes. T-Rexes, not dinosaurs. Yeah. T-Rexes specifically. Hmm. They may have stuck. So, well, I mean, they might have been hunted out, but if it wasn't for a cataclysmic event, they might still be here. Oh, yeah. yeah. If it wasn't for that. Filing yeah. taxes and balancing checkbooks and <laughs> going to work. <laughs> to show dinosaurs. Making music. Uh, 1%, making music. 1% of the dinosaurs would be making too much money and the rest would be struggling to get by. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, just a stegosaurus with the sign that says why lie I need a beer <laughs> so the earth is just haunted by T-Rex ghosts yeah yep yeah, yeah. it's packed packed with T-Rex wow. ghosts um, so all right all right all right um, do you think they watch us wherever we go <laughs> T-Rex <is> <laughs> no they can't unless we that's move. what that's what cats see <laughs> When they like pounce at nothing. Oh yeah. It's T-Rex ghosts. <laughs> um, all right. So um, we finally get to the title card and Jonah Hex is dragging a bunch of dead bodies into a small mining town in the desert. The sheriff double crosses him, not wanting to pay the bounty. And so Jonah just kills off all the sheriff and all his men. Yep. With his horse Gatling guns. Okay. Which we, Never see again, even though I feel like that might be useful to him at certain points in this film. Well, that poor horse. Later on, oh he just whistles, and that horse comes from like half a mile away. It's like, that horse is deaf, Jonah. <laughs> yes, it is. Machine guns and right his, next to its ears. And his sides are burned, scarred burned. and burned. Yes. Gatling guns are hot. Is that a dead <laughs> horse? Maybe because he's riding I it wonder. and alive? I wondered, yeah, because then later on he's like, well, he'll he'll either come and get me or go do his own thing. Well, the way so, he whistles for it, it's, it's like it's the horse from Red Dead 2. <laughs> like, <laughs> Comes from miles away. Yeah. Right. Oh, he heard that? Well, and let's be fair, this is essentially a video game. There are moments where there's a lot of fast travel going on in this movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. So, all right. Um, we cut to a train. There's a group of soldiers on it. They get attacked by a group of horsemen. Um, Burke, the Irish guy, played by Michael Fassbender, is rigging dynamite to blow the to the tracks. They separate. Yeah, it's a, sorry, it's a bummer. I, I was thinking two of my favorite train robbery scenes. And of course, Butch Cassidy, but then also Solo. Oh, <laughs> that God. crazy! Like that was one of my favorite train robbery. That was a great here. train heist in Solo. You can really make them fun, but they just the best idea they had was to blow it up. Well, blow it up, yeah. And like, there's the two so <laughs> there were the two soldiers on board that were actually part of the Turnbull gang, apparently. That like, yeah. But um, so all right, there was like, like like probably 50, 60 union soldiers 
Then the turn, there were two of the Turnbull soldiers that op- like took their hats off and the masks fell down, which first off, clearly they've been in like the barracks <laughs> on the train with these guys for like, like a few weeks. They know who right. they're like, Joey, why are you wearing that mask? Hey, what's going on? But there were two of them. They pull out pistols. And the 60 soldiers that have all their rifles ready because they see the train robbers coming are just stopping like, "Uh uh-oh, they're going to shoot us. We better just give them what they want. Yeah. Um, So they blow up the back of the train and the front of the train has some big cannons on it that uh, Turnbull wants. This is very like Lawrence of Arabia kind of like, yeah, I don't know. It was a weird yeah. Trains, train, train explosions. Yeah. The worst train explosion I've ever seen. It was bad. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so they steal the big cannon. <laughs> we cut to Washington, D.C. The president, Ulysses S. Grant. It's weird having Ulysses S. Grant in this, I feel <laughs> like. Well, this is just a continuation of uh, Wild Wild West. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really well, he, inher- he inherited a steaming pile of shit, you know, like the war wasn't really over. No. Yeah. It still isn't apparently. <laughs> mm. But yeah, you know, like I have to quell all this violence. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um. So yeah, he gets word that General Turnbull is still alive and stole some sort of secret weapon for from a Virginia <laughs> armory the week prior. Where are we? Are we in Virginia? Missouri. Missouri? Are we? Right. I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't we, know either. We, we spend some time in Georgia. We spend some time in Virginia. We spend some time in South Carolina. And Missouri. That and poor he says, horse. That's where Jonah Hicks is from, but he also says it. Okay. Um, and then later on, we're further west because, you know, one town looks like Santo Poco. You know, it's got oh, yeah. an old mission. Exactly. And, and when 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 he's when he has those bound that bounty at the beginning, that's clearly like like that's a mine and that desert. It looks like, like it's probably El Nevada Paso or something. Yeah. Oh, no, I was yeah, thinking it's, Nevada. It's Texas, sil- Texas or West. I was thinking but, a yeah. silver. Well, I was thinking it would be a silver mine because that's, yeah. that's the vibe yeah. I was getting like like. With the big, wide open, desolate, like Western California. Um, well, all of America know. looked like that uh, during the 1800s. That's true. No, but you're right. Dust. He would be off somewhere fighting somebody or looking for Turnbull. And then, yeah, next scene, he's in the White House. Well, that's okay. So, no, no, that's what I'm getting at. And, and the, the time thing and the distance thing is an issue throughout this film, on top yeah, of I the fact that, good. like, it's really terrible. Really terrible. Um, okay, so uh, that so yeah. So Grant says the only one who can help us is Jonah Hex. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> like, okay, Ulysses S. Grant, if you say so. None of those Union generals, right? And when did they meet? Before you know what I mean? Like, how does he Grant, know? Grant was the Union off uh, general, and then uh, Hex was a Confederate. It's just funny. Yeah, <laughs> that's so, his go-to. Yeah, so then we cut to what looks like a Mexican village, the aforementioned Santa Boca, where Megan Fox is a prostitute in this small Mexican village. Dusty ass, you know, syphilis written. Apparently the only prostitute in this village. It's a living. <laughs> it's a living. This village has got to feel really lucky. They're like, we have the best prostitute. <laughs> we have the prettiest woman on the continental 
United States. All the rest look like Grant. All the rest look like women from the 1800s. <laughs> exactly. Um, we see that uh, Jonah has a drinking problem. <laughs> yeah, it pours out the side of it. I would like... Okay, so yeah, I want to point out something. I know this is comic accurate, but that little flap of skin where there's the hole on the side... You can mm-hmm. clearly see that his mouth just goes to the side. Mm-hmm. It's not like his cheek has a hole in it. No, it's like right. a flap yeah. of skin grew over the side of his mouth. Yeah. Which it took so long to show how that particular injury happened, you know, because he got branded on the face. And so I was just like, that, that, how did that happen? But then, yeah, we see him with the, the, the tomahawk, tomahawk later on. But yeah. And also, he specifically pours the shot into the side of his mouth. In order to <laughs> like, I've had tooth pain before. You can favor one side when you're drinking yeah. it. No, Al's right. Yeah, he has a drinking problem. It's a, it's a funny gag. But yeah, with uh, if he's been scarred like this for 12 years, you'd think he would like roll his head to the left side or like just pour it straight down his throat. He would have figured yeah. out some way to overcome that. How adjusted. does he have mouth hole whiskey money? Right. <laughs> um, all right. So he kills a rando for making a crack about his face. Um, and the guy pulls out a knife too. Okay. You know? Yeah. Fair enough. Right. And he knows who Jonah Hex is, but he doesn't know that particular story, I guess. He knows who Jonah Hex is, but still thinks it's a good idea to pull out a knife on him in a bar. Yeah. Um, That was a funny line. You know, that was a good Western line. Yeah, sure. What's the matter with yours? No, Josh Brolin, he had had a couple good lines. They weren't all terrible. Um, So, all right. Uh, Then. um, Oh, I'm sorry. I think this is the guy who's like, he doesn't look so tough. It's like, he doesn't. (laughs) Are you kidding me? He, he looks pretty fucking tough to me. He's got a hole in his face. Uh, um, so, all right. Uh, yeah, we meet Megan Fox, prostitute extraordinaire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a citizen of the world. Yeah. Some dude wants her to run away with him, and she's like, no. I, I prefer being a prostitute in a small Mexican village. <laughs> um, I've got a five-year plan. I've, I've, I'm invested in my 401k. I'm working my way through accounting school. Um, so, all right. Uh, Jonah arrives. They're all lovey and spend the night together. They discuss that Jonah is wanted from by the law now due to killing the sheriff and his guys at the beginning of the movie. But Grant still wants him to work for him. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's a shoe in for a pardon. Yeah. Yeah, he is. <laughs> well, and he gave $10,000 to Grant's re-election campaign. So. <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, they fight because he won't settle down with her. Then soldiers burst in. They tell him that Turnbull is still alive. They want his help to capture or kill him or something. They don't really specify. They're just like, Turnbull's alive. <laughs> Come get General, it. It's General Voldemort, right? He's like, don't you say that name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so Jonah- Malkovich would have made a great Voldemort. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He wouldn't have, to have any wow. makeup whatsoever. No, or extension. He would have had that that Malkovich voice, maybe yeah. with like a thirty percent British accent. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. The last time I saw John Malkovich, like in like a real acting role, and I I don't know. 
Maybe I just don't watch enough of those movies anymore. Maybe they're still being great. made. He's great in Space Force. Oh, I haven't watched oh, Space yeah, Force. Yeah, he is good in that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's good. He's fucking good. Um. So, all right. Uh, uh, he meets Lieutenant Grass, Will Arnett, um, interrogates one of Turnbull's dead men. The dead guy tells him that he was recruited into the Turnbull gang by a man named Royal Slocum. Royal Slocum's running a fight club, which means the dead guy just broke the first rule. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, Maybe that's why he's dead. Mm. Mm. Not a first offense. That's true. He broke the second rule, too. Yeah. What is the punishment for uh, talking about fight club? I guess you get your ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, get, get beat up. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you're into. I mean, talk well, about it all the time. Yeah. Win win. Um, so Jonah heads to Fight Club. <laughs> you go door to door. Hi, can I talk to you about Fight Club? Like, oh man, come on, well, honey. You the know. Fight Club is here know. again. <laughs> um, so Jonah heads to Fight Club. Um, on along the way, he has a memory of burning off the QT from his face. <laughs> then, that, there's a lot of this movie that is just Jonah's brain <laughs> like just him thinking about things and remembering things and imagining things imagining things yeah um just fever dream after fever dream yeah uh we we join turnbull he's having a meeting with adam and lusk who is a southern politician guy who's working with turnbull apparently to overthrow the u.s government um he tells turnbull where a trigger device for the cannon is turnbull then steals it and kills a bunch of soldiers why did they not even try to tell you what these weapons were? What uh, were those orange orbs? Well, oh yeah. I mean, I was gonna wait to get to that, but um, okay, yeah. how this how this weapon works, what it is, like the like. It, when it wasn't supernatural, and you know, didn't they say Eli it? Whitney even have? Well, no, but it wasn't supposed to be. Do you know what yeah. I mean? They they were so, acting as though it was an industrial achievement. So those orange globes weren't meant to be something magic because it seemed no. like magic to me. No, it, it seemed just, like they were they were leaning in on them being like beyond chemic chemistry, more a product of physics, like atomic or something almost. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Or but, you, but you're right. They gave an impression that there was something. <laughs> it's also like the fight in this scene with that snake dude. Like they just introduced oh, a dude who I was about is to get pretty to, extra. I was about to get to the Snake Man. The Snake Man is insane. But nobody else. Yeah. The dude could unhinge his jaw. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. The 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 supernatural elements to this film were so haphazardly thrown in, just here yeah. and there for no purpose other than for them to be there. The orange yeah. balls, all they did was ignite lead cannonballs. How the fuck does that work? Were you know those what I mean? lead yeah. cannonballs or were they something? Because well, they, they seemed like they were glowing and cracking from the inside themselves. Yeah, right. That's what I mean. They detonate those. So, no, probably not lead, but they didn't tell us. Yeah, they. so they had to fire uh, what looks like regular cannonballs, but might have been something special, but they weren't glowing. And then no. the glowing one uh, ignited, the detonated all of those Right, but after those fire. after those right. landed, you could see in some shots they started to like kind of like break apart like little cracks where there was almost like a lava look inside was, them. I thought that was yeah. after the orange orb. 
No, no. Because the, the townspeople come out to inspect them. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and when they're inspecting them, they're starting to like crack apart. And then he fires the orange one and the orange one causes all of those to explode. Okay. So it yeah, seems maybe. like the big ones he fired first also have something special to them. They absolutely oh, yeah, do. But, like the yeah. Alpha. I mean, they, they blew up like explosives, like C4. But, this would be so easy to explain with one line. One, one line. line. Yeah. And also, like, and, why does it have to, to be this weird dual dual shot thing? Like, it's just confusing. Well, and how yeah. lazy to be like, yeah, Eli Whitney, after he uh, invented the cotton gin, he invented the most powerful weapon on Earth. I actually looked this up because I was like, did Eli Whitney have anything to do with weapons? And he did actually become a musket supplier to the United States Army in the early 1800s. So he's from the town in Connecticut. My dad's family's from Terryville. <laughs> did they know? Um, him? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. All right. So, yeah, he, he uh, Jonah arrives at Fight Club. <laughs> he uh, confronts Slocum, who won't talk. So Jonah kills Sli- Slocum. And. Yeah, the snake man. What the fuck is up with the I was expecting him to become like the sidekick or something, but or like escape and cause havoc, like anything. But no, he just dies in the fire, apparently. But he's also some sort of supernatural. Like if they had just stuck to his agility and shit, like he, his parkour bouncing off everything, fine. But like I said, he he unhinges his jaw. Venom. He drips venom which smokes venom. and spatters. Like Right. And then there's not another character before or after him. Yeah. It with was powers. It was bizarre. It was bizarre yeah. that there was this one f- dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So uh, Jonah saves a dog and burns down Fight Club. Um, the dog follows him. Jonah heads to a graveyard where he talks to his ex-best friend, Jeb. That's Turnbull's son. He digs him up. Questions him. Jeb tells Jonah that Turnbull is at Fort Resurrection, the aptly named Fort Resurrection. Yeah, how convenient. Yeah, we we could have been stuck at Fort Die forever, but luckily we made it over here. Yeah. Well, and why was he Turnbull's son? Yeah, that was weird because I thought he killed. Oh well, he did kill Jeb, but yeah, yeah why he, was he? That's that's why. So that we could have you know Turnbull killing um, right the Jonah's. Yeah, the vengeance. Yeah, just. It uh, didn't make any sense. I mean, and this character was from the comics as well. Hmm. Yeah. Um, He was, uh, he was Jeb's friend before he betrayed whatever. And yeah, that's why, that's why Turnbull in this movie and in the comics, uh, that's why general Turnbull is after Jonah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there has to be an adversary for sure. Yeah. That's it made it personal. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Meanwhile, Megan Fox has her contract bought out by the guy that wanted to run away with her. (laughs) So she has a contract. Contract. Yeah. Who brokered that? Her agent. Right. (laughs) Are they under contract? Apparently. Apparently, this the the only prostitute in the small Mexican (laughs) village has a has a contract. Yeah, when it runs up, they're just going to let her leave town. I'm yeah, sure. exactly. Once she fulfills the terms of the contract, she's going to yeah. leave. They took women's legal rights very seriously. <laughs> That's why she's the only one. There's an exclusive exclusive exclusivity clause it's, it's yeah. like how cable companies don't service the same area. <laughs> um, so, all right. So, Jonah. Um, 
visits his old friend Smith, who gives him the dynamite crossbow. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's a weapons expert, but they really don't even talk about that. And he's also very innovative. I would say more than Eli, Eli would be. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just learned. Okay. Eli All Whitney. Right. I can't believe Eli Whitney is part of this movie. <laughs> the continent killing. Oh, and junior and senior. Uh, what's his name? Burke. Burke's question. Uh-huh. It wasn't senior. It was junior. Hmm. Okay. Eli Whitney Jr. is the one that invented the college. Oh, is that okay? Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I was like, oh, huh. Huh. Oh, that's wrong. Huh. Interesting. So, all right. Uh, so, uh, uh, Jonah goes to Fort Resurrection. He sneaks in. Then we learn all the stuff about Eli Whitney and it being a continent killing cannon. Uh, it's just a big cannon it, with very modern schematics. Yes. Um, uh, so then we learn he's attacking Washington on July 4th when Ulysses S. Grant has given his big speech. Um, Turnbull spots Jonah. They fight. Uh, Jonah fights all his men. He's injured by Burke, but um, then he escapes. He gets shot twice in the chest. Yeah. Yes. By Burke. With a shotgun, I assume? And the very first gunfight we see him in is that town with the sheriff and all those assholes. They have him dodging bullets Matrix style. And it led me to believe that that was a part of his power. And it's not. No. He's just good at dodging bullets. Yeah, he's just yes. Tom Cruise in this universe, I guess. I, I mm. guess. Okay, so. At the, uh, the firefight here, um, he very casually discards the, uh, <laughs> the dynamite crossbows. Yeah, he just drops it. Yeah. Like, oh, that's done. <laughs> yeah. Single use crossbow. I can't get more dynamite. So <laughs> even though I just shot Single some use. dynamite, which Burke is like, oh, you shot the dynamite. Now I have to take care of that before I can kill you. And he goes and takes the dynamite and spends like three minutes slowly walking it up to the walking top around. of the wall so he can throw it away. Well, how did the dynamite not exp- Dynamite is so like fragile you yeah. drop a box of it and it will fucking explode right and like three rows down if one of them is lit they're all exploding yeah. already yeah they're, no, they're th- going up this make no this was this is so dumb and yeah. uh, here's where we get our first really really terrible time thing so they say specifically that in two weeks it will be the fourth of july they are in South Carolina at Fort Resurrection. I had no idea. Um, and Turnbull sends Burke to kidnap Megan Fox at this point. Somewhere in the Southwest. Right. I looked it up. By train, South Carolina to the American Southwest would take at least 10 days in the 1800s. Yeah. So Probably longer on one horse. Yeah. So we're talking a minimum of 20 days for Burke to get there and get Megan Fox and get back to South Carolina. Damn. Um, so, all right. Unless, unless that small Mexican village is in Georgia. <laughs> it's their one Mexican restaurant. <laughs> it's just a, it's just an El Pollo Loco. 
like a theme park on, on the border of theme park. <laughs> it's a Chipotle. Um, okay. So, uh, um, Jonah, Jonah is riding on his horse. Still the next day he collapses injured in the middle of what appears to be the, I, I'm assuming he's in, he's in South Carolina still. He couldn't have gotten that far. It looks like the American Southeast. There's like. Well, and similar things the crow did in the earlier, the crow nation did in the earlier scenes well, okay, are happening so, again. So he must be back with the crow, right? Okay. So, all right. So then either in the course of like six hours, he rode from South Carolina to North Dakota. Right. Or this Great Plains tribe, for some reason, took their village and moved it to South Carolina no. <laughs> without the American government having any problem with that. Because we know how chill the American government was right. about the Native Americans in the 1800s. The chief is like, hey, I got a job offer. So <laughs> I uh, just looked up. Uh, I found another location um, that uh, Jeb Turnbull was buried at Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Oh wow. Like at least Ghost Rider, you know, let you know that this the horse was also spectral and could move in and out, you know what I mean? Yeah, they don't give you any indication that this horse is just This a is horse worse than like else. this is worse than like the Game of Thrones season 8 jetpacking. Like yeah. oh my god. <laughs> All right. So um uh yeah, so Jonah has his imagination battle with Turnbull. Yeah, then, what was that? <laughs> right? Yeah, I was like, is this a flashback? Andrew's like, oh, I think it's a hallucination. No, he's just thinking about fighting him. <laughs> it's just and that's how it's gonna go down. All right. Um, then Turnbull blows up a town. Um. Burke arrives and kidnaps Megan Fox. So she killed the dude that bought out her contract, then just hung out at the same brothel for weeks. Um, uh, all right. She has a contract, man. Yeah, it's her contract now. Um, meanwhile, Jonah is healed by the tribe of Crow in the American South, in, in the Southeast, apparently. As soon as I saw the teepees, I was like, those are not the native americans yeah. that were in that part of the country in, um, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um and plus that those teepees looked terrible yep. um yeah my my dad had a teepee um i spent a lot of time putting a teepee up and taking it down those things yeah. would have fallen over with a stiff breeze um <laughs> so <laughs> the ones in this movie uh so all right he uh he gets better and goes and sends a message to the president. Um, about oh, Bird crawls out his mouth, right? Yeah, a, bird, yeah, a crow. A crow crawls out of his bird. mouth. Was it through that hole inside of his mouth, or was that? I wonder. Uh, He's like, I don't remember eating that. <laughs> the, the crow gets stuck on the little flap. <laughs> And Some people believe. <laughs> um, how long does it take to recover from a double gunshot wound using in, 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 magical in, in, medicine? Using yeah. magic birds. At least 10 days. <laughs> He's all, make sure you don't eat more than two birds in one day. It's not good for your liver. Come and see me in the morning. Yeah. I don't know. The, 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 yeah. The, the time and the distance in this movie is uh, out of control. Insane. Everything happens within 10 miles of each other. 
Mexico is 10 miles away from Washington, D.C. Um, yep. Yes, it is. So, all right. Um, then uh, he, yeah, he sends a message to Ulysses S. Grant that Turtle's going to. <laughs> Do you like me? Check yes or no. Turnbull is going to attack the big 4th of July party in Washington, D.C. <laughs> <laughs> um so he raises I heard cool in the gang was gonna be playing. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, they're all Ulysses <laughs> says Grant comes out and they're all don't stop thinking about tomorrow. <laughs> We're dancing like Gore and Clinton. <laughs> so um Yeah, uh he goes and he races to find Turnbull. Turnbull is getting into a boat. I believe this is now in Virginia he's at. Um, yeah, because it's what Independence Harbor is that what that's called? Yeah, I the harbor know. up near Philadelphia. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, so he gets he, on a boat. Yeah, Turnbull. Um, but Turnbull kills Lusk. Um, I just want to say this is a trope that I only recognized with this film, where there's like the bad guy that's like really bad, and he ends up like betraying the bad guy that was like bankrolling him. It's kind of like a with um with a uh, Justin Hammer and um Whiplash in Iron Man 2 or Bane and Daggett yeah in Rises yeah. yeah exactly like it's that trope um so all right uh he kills Burke then uh Jonah kills Burke he gets captured because Turnbull is holding Megan Fox captive um <laughs> and that, so um, then in Washington, Ulysses S. Grant starts giving his big speech. Uh, Smith is there watching. Um, the ship arrives and it has, it has on its sights, a Capitol building shaped site. Oh yeah. My God. <laughs> yep. Who, who built that? Who made the sighting mechanism for that? Right. Somebody yeah. from the South. Obviously. I was say, some blacksmith like, uh, you're not going to use this to try to blow up the Capitol, are you? No, no, man. No, not at all. No. Just Capitol building shaped things. <laughs> I like the aesthetic. What? <laughs> um, so, uh, for, yeah. Um, luckily, Turnbull leaves Megan Fox and Joe Nohex completely unattended while he's <laughs> doing his master plan. <laughs> Always blow felled. Uh, they escape. Um, uh, he blows up Will Arnett or Turnbull blows up Will Arnett. Um, the, they get in a big fight. Megan Fox and Jonah Hex kill a bunch of his guys. Then it comes down to Jonah fighting Turnbull hand to hand simultaneously on the ship and in his imagination fight. Yes. Um, he kills Turnbull. Him and Megan Fox blow up the boat and they jump off at the last second. Um, later, Ulysses S. Grant gives Jonah X a cash reward and a full yeah. pardon. And he wants to make Jonah Sheriff of America. Yeah. What does he say? The country doesn't have a sheriff. Yeah, he's like, this country doesn't have sheriffs. And it's funny because we have marshals. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <We're> yes <there. laughs> exactly. He didn't want to make him a U.S. marshal. He wanted to right. make him sheriff 
yeah, of America. Specific jurisdictions. Marshals do not. Um, so uh, he and Megan. It's like giving Elvis like a DEA badge. Right. Yeah. yeah. Crazy as that. Uh, yeah. Yep. So Jonah says no. Him and Megan Fox leave Washington. He visits Jeb's grave again, which apparently <laughs> was in Pennsylvania. <laughs> was moved to Arlington. Yeah. Um, then he just rides away with the voiceover that says some vengeance stuff and then the credits roll. And that is Jonah X. How is that? Oh, dear Lord. Um, the music at the end for the credits was okay until the very end. The, yeah. un, the unapologetic rebel song. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't Neither. watch through that far. Yeah. I was because, just happy to turn it off. Well, I, I zipped through to see if there was post credit. I knew there wasn't, but yeah, then that caught my ear and Al's right. It was, it's offensive. <laughs> and it's so funny because I thought the Confederates were the bad guys, not just in real life, but this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which leads me, that song. which leads me to my unanswered question. Yeah. Um, if Hex realized the Confederacy was wrong, why does he keep wearing his Confederate uniform? Yes. Good yes. <laughs> yeah. I he also would, was wondering. The would burn that. Yeah. It's it's so he can be sneaky, I guess, and I kill. He's like, <laughs> they won't recognize me with this jacket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Burned out face and shit. Um. Yeah. Uh, uh. Another unanswered question: Why? Oh, why did Turnbull not kill Jonah Hex immediately when he captured him on yeah. the ship at the end? Yeah, I just oh, because he wanted him to see. He wanted him to destroy to watch America. America. Yeah, but Jonah Hex wasn't like all into America. It wasn't like when he was killing his family, where it's like it's personal. Jonah Hex didn't give a fuck about America. No, he yeah. just wanted revenge on Turnbull. Yeah, yeah. Um. If, if it had been Ulysses S. Grant, it would have made sense. <laughs> because mm. Ulysses S. Grant was Jonah Hex's old crush. Well, you know, well, no, I mean, like, if he'd had Ulysses S. Grant on the boat, like, I want the president to watch yes. me do this. Sure. Right. But, like, this, yeah, outlaw, whatever. Yeah. Well, and his sort of girlfriend who we clearly saw, uh, her life is in danger on a daily basis. But yeah. she's the hostage, you know? And I, oh, I thought That's when he said, like, I want him to watch, I thought he meant I want him to watch me kill Megan Fox. Yeah. Not America. Not America. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jonah Hex is like not the Washington Monument. No, <laughs> it's not even finished. <laughs> it's a monument to, not to Washington. Mention, that shit was built by slaves. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. We we covered most of my other unanswered questions throughout the course of this. Um, I mean, uh, I think it could have been saved if people cared a little more. I think there were some bones, some decent bones there, but they just fucking did not flesh anything out. If this felt like a Western, it would have been infinitely better. If it didn't have yeah. fucking heavy metal, like like new metal, weird yeah. mid-2000s yeah. heavy metal guitar over every scene. If it had, had some, some faux uh, Morricone string sounds, lean into the spaghetti Western stuff, some stuff that happens yeah. in the daytime, maybe, right. also... Like some shots of like actual places instead of like a shot of like a crane shot of a village. This would have been an infinitely better movie to at least watch. 
on heavy metal is kind of twofold because yeah they they did all those wild wild west type weapons and shit it didn't even need that high-tech angle because we did they didn't even yeah. flesh that out you know we saw smith in two scenes but they have a long history this dude is obviously a free man and quite uh the engineer i don't know yeah no they, just, yeah. they didn't try no they didn't try everything felt lazy everything felt um rushed and half-assed uh it was it was it took two two watches for me to even figure out what the actual plot really was and even still it doesn't make a whole lot of sense yeah i don't know if it was kill turnbull or save the country because for jonah it seemed more about turnbull yeah until suddenly it wasn't (laughs) right suddenly it wasn't yeah how does he know Ulysses S. Grant? What the fuck, man? Why? Yeah, right? He was a Confederate, and then he broke from the Confederates and sort of hit the road. And Technically a deserter. I'd like to point out there were tens of thousands of soldiers in the right. Civil War. He wasn't a yeah. general for the Confederacy. He was just like a random soldier. Yeah. Um, I think they might have been trying to imply by Jeb being buried at Gettysburg that... Uh, um, Jonah turned himself over to Ulysses Grant. Oh, personally, he turned him over. Is he what turned the tide at Gettysburg? Is that uh, what they're implying? Oh, no. <laughs> He's the reason uh, why the North won the war. <laughs> Just him. Because Gettysburg was close, you guys. Yeah, it was it really was close. close. Yeah, <laughs> it was very close. It wasn't a sweep. Yeah, but you think about it, it's like, wait, what are they getting at with him being married to Gettysburg? That's a good point. That's weird. Uh, it, that would have been interesting if they had said that out loud, though. Like, oh, dude, you... A lot of things, yeah. You turned the tide of the war with your turning over of your unit. So many things would have been helped with one sentence. You're absolutely yeah. right. Like those weapons, the glowing balls. It doesn't yeah. have to be logical, but you have no. to fucking tell us. It's the you ghost have to tell us. Of all the T Rexes, that's how we <laughs> blow up these things. Yeah. You know, like does, oh, yeah, cool, I'll, be- I'll believe that that guy had a crow come out of his mouth. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, yeah, and and plus, like it's like with the with with the cannonballs, it was such a complex concept with the double. Like you have to shoot the big ones and yeah. you shoot the glowing so, ones. The revolver cannon also. All mm-hmm. of those barrels seem to be the same length. They were all in the same place. They were all yeah. pointed at the same angle. They all shot. From the top, like a revolver. Mm-hmm. How the fuck I, did they land somewhere else? I just did a fact check. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grant was not at Gettysburg. Oh. <laughs> I thought he was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Robert E. Lee was, and uh, yeah. George George Meade. Oh, <laughs> the inventor of Meade. Oh. <laughs> hey, no, he just popularized it. He definitely didn't invent it. The Meade fighting man, school supply company. <laughs> yeah, he invented notebooks. Um, yeah. So, all right, guys, I don't want to devote any more time to this thing. You ready to rank it? Mm-hmm. What's sure. our most steaming pile of uh, like timely <laughs> superhero movie? Um, well, I mean, here's period our, piece. Here, oh, our, uh, okay. So, period piece. Um, well, there's the shadow at seventy three. That was in the thirties. This reminds me. This reminds me of like Ghost Rider and the Punishers. Um, yeah, I don't know that bullshit, dark, edgy. It yeah. does. Um, I also Where think. They, but I would say yeah. 
we've got League of Extraordinary Gentlemen at 66. I think it's worse than that. Yeah. yeah I mean, I think this is worse than The Spirit, which is saying something. Uh, I feel like it's in... Okay, personally, I feel like it's in this range, somewhere between The Spirit and, like, Electra. Like, it's in this area, personally. Yeah, I got, I got serious Catwoman, like, what the fuck is going on? I don't know what... Because at, at least Catwoman and the Spirit had people involved with it that were like interested in doing something. Like they had something to say, as misguided and bizarre as it was. Halle Berry was like going for it. She was acting yeah. to the rafters. This was just like a dreary trudge through a formulaic. I'm bog. good with uh, I'm good with right under the Spirit or right above. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's how Al, I feel. <laughs> Al, what 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 are your feelings on this? Can movie? can we put it right in the middle of the spirit? Put it the Jonah I Hex wish. spirit. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, I say below. Below the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Brian, you're good with that. Yeah, bury this thing. All right. I mean, the spirit had some cool visual effects. Nothing else, but... Yeah, it at least was visually striking. You know, right. Jonah Hex had that facial facial prosthetic thing going on for it that really <laughs> added so much. Uh. <laughs> really tied the room together. Yeah. yeah. I, I personally don't think I hated it as much as it sounds like you guys did, but I can't fight I for didn't. it. I didn't hate it as much as I threw yeah. it. But yeah, I, I, it's not good. I was not entertained by this movie. <laughs> I was <No>. confused <laughs> and frustrated by this movie. No, no, at least some of these, like, you know, as bad as it was, Catwoman was strangely funny. entertaining. Funny. Yeah, it was yeah. funny. This wasted its entire cast. <laughs> this wasted yes, every single cast member in, in offensive ways. Yes, you did. Yes, yeah. you yeah. did. Yeah, there was no reason for this to be made at all. No one had any sort of passion for it. Like, it was just an exercise in, we have a property, let's make a thing out of it. Yeah. Well, not just that, but also, and despite two Iron Man, they were still in that attitude of, like, the dark, edgy characters. Mm -hmm. The ones that sell, the Punishers, the Ghost Riders, Jonah Hex, Constantine. Like, they still, at this point, would not admit that we just wanted superheroes. We yeah. want something fun. Yeah, we want something fun. We're into the tights, dummies. <laughs> this this made me think. Um, not to not to like. Of course, this is a DC property, but so Marvel has made a reputation for like doing different types of movies, like a heist movie. Uh, right. Now they're doing a kung fu movie, that kind of thing. Marvel has never done a western. No, true. No, and it would haven't. be interesting to see their take on like this is a western with a superhero in it. Um, that's what this made me come away thinking like, oh, I would love to see a well-done superhero Western. Let's see. They had yeah. Kid, Kid Colt. That was a... Yeah. Yes, I'm trying to I, think of other uh, I mean, Ghost Rider. Characters. Yeah. Yeah. I could see them some pulling something like that off. But I mean, that's probably not 10 years down the line. That's probably 20, 25 years down the right. line where we the timeline doesn't matter anymore and they're yeah. just like making movies but I, I would I would enjoy that I think yeah yeah that'd be getting fun getting a good I'm western director to do something yeah. I'm sure they could yeah so, 
All right. So that's it. We're putting a pin in uh, Jonah Hex, which brings us to next week's movie. Next week, we will be watching uh, Green Lantern. Oh, yes. No, I'm sorry. Not Green Lantern. I was in the wrong place. The Green Hornet. I knew it was green. The Green Hornet. Seth Seth Rogen. (laughs) Um, Wow. All right. I'm ready. I haven't seen this. I haven't Uh, either. either. Yeah. Um, So that'll be fun. Um, So that's it for us this week, everybody. Um, Thank you all for hanging out with us for Harmless Phosphorescence. Um, And I just want to... uh, let you know that this has been your host throw smiley and i always win my imaginary battles against john malkovich <laughs> i'm josh cc and you see what i've done to you ain't natural i'm brian lesh and one week from now the united states will know hell i'm alaric weber sheriff of my living room <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks everybody we'll see you next time bye thanks guys